Okay, yeah. Well, um, first of all, I would like to thank the organizers and especially Dr. Holbert, you know, for this chance uh, to stand here and bring you a few snowflakes from Boston. And um, so well, today I'm going to talk about this. This looks like a snowflake, but it's not real. It's uh, actually it's a bacterial swarm. And we heard the swarm of Pseudomonas serogonosa yesterday. And we hear something about uh, bacillus this morning. But that's, of course, that's not a swarm. That's a bell film. And so, well, we work on this uh, unicellular organism, E. coli. Of course, the key, probably the title is not really right in this case, because if you think about the division of labor I'm going to talk about with this uh, bacteria, uh, bacterium here, it's not in the strict science where you can, you know, talk about division of labor in the multicellular organisms like in the fly. You can talk about it among cells, tissues, or organs. Well, uh, the thing I'm going to talk about, you know, is something temporal. It's more like some social activity, you know, we have in the human society. Here, I took this picture uh, in Brno, Czech Republic, as a church where Mendel planted the pea and did the hybridization and discovered the genetic law. When I took this picture there, you know, I feel more like a geneticist. But today, when I'm standing here talking to you, I feel, you know, I'm more like a biophysicist. Anyway, you know, I'm not differentiated, so like the bacteria in the swarm. <laughs> so, uh, whoa, this is really bad. The movie is not working. I have a whole bunch of movies here, but they're not working. <laughs> not even if you click on it? Let me let me try. Oh, maybe I, I have to click this. No. <coughs> no. Well, this is. Act it out for us. <laughs> oh, this makes the presentation. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I mean, most of the slides on my presentation are with movies. So if the movie is not working, this, you know. Are the movies on your drive? Right, I have to play them one by one, probably. Ah, so. So this is the first one. Well, yeah. So, yeah, maybe it's better I put the slide as a background, right? So, where is the slide then? Where is the movie? 
Sorry for this. I, I didn't expect my computer didn't work, and you know the movie didn't work on this computer. So these are fluorescence stand E. coli, and so this is uh, just a, a kind of a brief introduction. And for those of you who are not very familiar with the bacterial behavior. And so when the bacteria like E. coli swim, basically it uh, swim in about one, minute, uh, one second in a relatively straight line. And then it, here when the rotation of the flagella rewards, and actually it changes the direction. And this is called run, and this is called tumble. And by doing run and tumble, alternatively, the bacteria can, you know, basically it's some sort of like the Brownian motion. Well, if there's no external stimuli, and they wouldn't go anywhere. Uh, when there is stimuli, you know, the bacteria would extend the run, and so that they can move to the favorable direction. And this. What should I do? I mean, this presentation seems goes very difficult because my computer somehow couldn't connect to the projector. And then I borrow this computer, and then all the movies don't work. <laughs> so if you click on the movie, it doesn't play. It doesn't, it doesn't play. The media that I found. Oh, I already saw the movie. <laughs> <laughs> if you shut down the, sometimes it works. If you shut down the your own screen, just have the screen and the projector. No, it's because you need to relink all yeah, of these. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. You're doing the trouble. You right, 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 right. Plow ahead. So, this way it doesn't move. It doesn't work either. So here, uh, just. You know, to show an example that the bacteria are really diverse, they actually represent you know more than half of the biodiversity on this planet. So E. coli represent one kind of bacteria where you know they have the flagella on their lateral surface, the so-called paratrichous bacteria, and this is an example. Uh, the so-called uh, monotrichous bacteria. This is uh, Actopseudomonas fluorescens. I guess some of you, or probably all of you, heard about this bacteria about two weeks ago because I noticed Paul Rennie was here and gave a presentation. Actually, we got this bacteria from Paul Rennie, and this is the strand SBW25. And so if you look what this bacteria swim, actually, it's a little different from what E. coli does. And they swim very faster and, uh, of course, a little more complicated because it doesn't pet tumble, but it can back up. It can do some other things. And so anyhow, uh, although the swimming behavior is a little different, uh, 
mechanism is still the same. The bacteria are doing this kind of burning motion-like behavior, and when there is a stimuli, and then they extend the run so that they can move towards a favorable direction. Stretch the movie on your hard drive and just leave your slides in um, the, the non-slide mode. It still seems to slide. Uh-huh. I think it's stuck. I think it's stuck. Right? I've actually, I prepared several copies. Now some work now. Right? It's stuck. Uh, you want to show the movie? Okay. The movie should be this one. But actually, the movie doesn't matter, I think. Yeah. Uh, I, I just want to display the, the PowerPoint. Right. Uh -huh. The PowerPoint isn't there. I think I will escape all the movies, probably. Anyway, all my slides are composed with movies. This is really bad. Oh, this one is working. Wow, nice. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Well, uh, sometimes, uh, because the bacteria don't always swim in, in a free space, and sometimes, you know, they can encounter a surface or boundary and, and within the liquid. So this is what E. coli does when, they, when it swims closer to a flat surface. Basically, you know, they do a circular motion. And so when this space is three-dimensional, in this case, it's a, I, I believe it's the same place to form. And it's a uh, cylindrical space. It's a capillary, or we can call it. Actually, the bacteria, as, they, as you can see here, they are doing helical motion. So, along the the capillary. Where's inside of the capillary? Yeah, they are inside inside the capillary. So we are still working on the hydrodynamic uh, modeling of this. So it's not finished yet. Wow, beautiful! It's working now. <laughs> So now let's talk about bacteria swarm. Swarm, uh, actually swarm was discovered by a German scientist uh, whose name is Hauser in 1885. 
when he studied the behavior of uh, uh, bac uh, pathogenic bacteria called proteo uh, marvillis. And this is also a pathogenic, uh, opportunistic pathogenic bacteria, Isoratia. Uh, basically, it swarm like uh, Marbellus. And in uh, 1994, uh, Rasikahashi actually discovered E. coli can also swarm. This when we supplement uh, about 0.25% <coughs> glucose in the agar plate and use a kind of special agar produced by a Japanese company called Icon Agar. And, and then this is what, what we saw with uh, when, you call a, when you call a swarming on an agar surface. Seems very slow here. Basically, if we look uh, on a bacterial swarm, uh, we can divide it into several areas. This is a formal postdoc with uh, Howard, and whose name is uh, Nico Dalton. Nico was able to actually, Nico wrote a, a computer algorithm, and then he can track every cell on the swarm. And uh, as you can see here, bacteria, this bacterial swarm can be divided into several areas. Here you have an uh, age where the bacteria, there is only one layer of cell. And then further inside, you have an area where can be called a peak. And there you, you have several layers of cells, and they are actively swimming. And, and then the bacteria density begin drop down and eventually we reach the plateau region. We will talk about this later. Here you have less densely populated bacterial cell. And so these are actually all the movies. But since they are not working, so we can skip it. What do the colors mean? Oh, these are colored by identity. So each bacteria actually was colored differently so that you can trace, you can the, trace their history. Right. Yeah. There's no cell divisions on this time scale. Uh, well, actually this, no. No, the cell division, you know, E. coli, the division time is about 20 minutes. Well, this happens, uh, let, let me put it this way. The swarm move forward at a speed of about three mic micron per second. So it's very fast. This computer.
computer seems stuck. Probably yes, probably because I have too many movies here. I think yeah, maybe I I turned back to my own, but my computer, you know, I don't know why. Right, it's stuck. That's okay. That's the next slide. Wow, this presentation is really. Fast quit or? You want to quit? Okay. No, no, no. This, this slide is okay. It's the slide. Go ahead. Oh, thank you. Well, then by tracing the each in individuals, actually we can see this is the so-called, you know, we have the spatial pattern within the bacterial swarm. And this first point, so I would like to point it out here is, actually if you look at the bacterial size, here you got the bacteria in the, re in the age area or as a frontier, they are relatively larger compared to the bacteria inside. Well, the, in the peak area and in the later, further inside the plateau, plateau area, the sides are almost similar. But uh, if, you, if we look on the bacterial speed here, and, and then you, you see tremendous difference. This bacteria, as a, in the age area, they, it's actually, if we can see the movie, it's much better. They are not, actually, they are not swimming. They are passively pushed outward by the bacteria inside. And that's why their uh, swimming speed, or their speed is very, very low, or they are not swimming at all. And then the highest sw uh, swimming speed can be, you know, is observed uh, in the peak area. Of course, when we move further inside in the plateau area, the, here you have some bacteria swimming, some are not. Is it possible that the the ones that appear to be longer are, are just lying flat, and that's why they appear to be longer? Because I mean, the long ones aren't swimming, and the short no. ones are. So maybe when they're swimming, you, you're seeing them in projection tilted at an angle. No, that's no. I don't think that's the reason. Actually, why why? The one in the age area are longer. We don't really know. You know, it might be a cause or might be a consequence because you know you can imagine when when the bacteria are bigger. You know, probably there is kind of selection. You know, while the others are swimming and they are simply lifted out and then pushed outward, or because they are at the frontier and they got biased the nutrition and then they can grow bigger. But anyway, since we we don't think actually nutrition would pro, pro play any significant role here, simply because it's a fast process, right? So that's why I'm thinking yeah. that yeah. maybe it's just when they swim, they're not actually parallel to the surface, and so therefore you'll measure them to be shorter. The question is, how do you measure length? Yeah. Right. 
Right, uh, this lens was measured uh, on, on the movie, actually. But, but, but if, if they're projected, I mean, if, well, their, length may, their projected length may be different than their actual length. That's the question. Oh, right. Uh, but, no, my point here is it's probably not the case because actually all these bacteria, if you're thinking about the x-axis, actually they are swimming parallel or almost parallel to the surface, right? And there's... Uh, no, it doesn't work. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't work. So this is another movie. Again, it's not working. And the, uh, here, Linda Tanner was able to stand the bacteria Flydela, actually, she used two colors. And on this movie, you can see, oh. Hmm? Okay. I mean, I should have used my own computer. It's going too fast. Right. Okay. Okay, so basically here are two kind of, uh, there's some unstand bacteria and there's two kind of bacteria, one, uh, you know, each stand is different, Florence's dye. And then you can see the bacteria, actually when they are swimming, sometimes they collide each other. When they bump on each other, and then both of them change the direction within the swarm. And so the most interesting thing revealed by this kind of technique is you can see, as you can see here, at the age of the swarm, those bacteria who are passively pushed further outward, you know, they are, uh, they are flydela can wipe outward and extend it out of the swarm. And while this kind of flydela are rotating, they actually pump the water because here on the other surface, and you have very little water, right? And, and the, but within the swarm, there is a fluid film. There's a lot of water. So actually, this kind of a, by doing this kind of movement, the flydela can pump the outer, uh, pump the water or the swarm fluid from the swarm to the agar surface. And by doing this, they weigh the agar surface and then reduce the friction and then, you know, make the movement easier. The bacteria can, the swarm, go forward easier. So, so the line is the edge of the column? Yes, the, the line is the edge of the swarm. And outside is to the lower right? Here, yes, this side is a swarm, and this side is agar surface. Oh, it's that way. Yeah, bare, bare agar surface. And also, inside the swarm, some interesting happened because when the bacteria swim, actually in the swarm, the bacteria are actively swimming, and if you measure the swimming speed, there's no difference you know, between the bacteria in the swarm or the bacteria in a simply open liquid. But if you look inside the swarm, some bacteria where they are swimming, when they do free swimming, when they rotate the flydela, Basically, they do tumble. They change the swimming direction, right? Here, when they reverse the flight of the rotation, what they do is they simply back up. So,
And this is another movie. <laughs> Again, it doesn't work here. Basically, what you're going to see if it's working is that this um, vesicle here, it moves from up to down and with a speed about 3 micron per second. And so... So there's a chirality that, as the population moves out, there's a flow. And if it's a circular colony, the flow goes around it? Exactly. So there is a... So this technique, this was Elin Wu did this. And he used a kind of a surfactant called the Span 83. And when you shake it, it forms small air bubbles. And you put this uh, air bubble in front of a swarm. As soon as the bacteria arrive here, the bubble break into small bubbles. And this bubble you can see here, they are about one or two micron in diameter. By tracing this bubble, you can see actually there is a yeah, carol flower around the swarm. So this, this carol flower not only circular around the swarm edge, also if you look inside the swarm and you see these bubbles are doing circular motion there. So there's two kind of carol flower there. One is surrounding the entire swarm and the other one you know, is inside the swarm. So distance means radial coordinate from the center? So like two means right. two microns? Right, exactly. From, from this, this distance is from the edge. Oh, from the edge. Yes, from the yes. Edge. yes. And then you can calculate the, the flow rate. Here, actually, the tangential flow rate is pretty high. It's almost 10 micrometer per second. The positive distance microns means away from the edge? This, this distance, yes, it means away from, from the distance. So this... <coughs> Have you repeated the experiment in the southern hemisphere? <laughs> <laughs> let, let me think about this. This is not from the age. This is not from the age. Well, the, the colony is no, like, no, no. like 50 microns across, so... No, no, this is not from the age. I can't remember what this. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I think we should check it out later. So what's this? I can't remember it. It's not from the age. Actually, yeah, anyway. And then we can zoom out and, and then look on more air bubbles. Actually, not all the air bubbles are doing this kind of circular motion. And uh, this movie here, if it works, uh, you're going to see actually when the swarm pick up some of the air bubbles and these air bubbles simply jiggling around on the swarm. And so actually if you trace them, the movement is not entirely random. It's again like a bear's brownie motion. And, and so the, the bubble start from the edge would jiggling around eventually arrived here about a hundred micrometer away from the edge and the, the bubbles starts from here jiggling around and then eventually all of them end up here and then you know you can calculate the mean square displacement of those bubbles and this is the data shown here what this tells us is 
I'm really for, sorry for that. The entire presentation is scarred. And, and so this, this profile show you actually the gray level on a scan image. And this basically tell us the cell density and how many bacteria are there. And this is based on the calcu calculation based on the, on the movement of the air bubbles. Because we can calculate the tangential and radial uh, rate of this, this air bubbles. And then, you know, basically what the air bubble movement tell us is there is a kind of flow, water, or, or swarm fluid, fluid, you know, then it move, moves from about 30 micrometer into this 100 micrometer, and then you have water also move from this direction. And here, this is of course, as I said, you know, you have this bacteria sitting in front of it, and when, because they are flight-oriented outside, and when they rotate, they pump the water outside the swarm. And by constructing a swarm fleet balance equation, actually it predicts the swarm must be able to suck the water out of the agar and then maintain a fluid film within the swarm. To demonstrate this, we were able to construct a kind of a liposome-based osmometer. And so our osmometer linearly responds to the osmolarity change within about 250 milli And so when we put this osmometer in front of swarm, and then trace the fluorescence change. Basically, inside this, uh, this liposome, we have two kind of fluorescence dyes, calcine and uh, sulfurodamine. And calcine self-quench when the concentration increase. When the if suppose there is osmolarity change, and then the liposome lost its water, and then it shrink. And calcine self-quench, this reduces the fluorescence then we can compare to the right fluorescence. This is just one example. This, uh, this experiment not finished yet. And then, you know, you see a sudden drop of osmolarity in front of the swarm. And later, when the swarm arrive and the osmolarity go back to the normal level. Well, just to sum up, uh, Basically, by examining what the bacteria are doing within the swarm, there are several ways of thinking, you know, they are doing different tasks or division of labor. First of all, if we're, if we're thinking about the cell size, as I, as I said before, and the bacteria in the age area are largest compared to the bacteria here, if we're thinking about the swimming speed, the bacteria in this peak region, they actually swim fastest and they are doing, not, they are not swimming individually uh, if the movie works. Actually, they swim in a kind of a collective motion. You know, a whole, 
bacteria group move together, although the swimming speed doesn't change if you compare the bacteria in the swarm and the bacteria in free, in free space. And if we think about how the swarm fluid was maintained, here again, the bacteria in the peak region seems to be able to pump the water out of the agar, and the bacteria in the aged area, they were able to pump the water out of the swarm to wet the surface. Well, I'm sorry for all this uh, inconvenience because none of the movie working properly so uh, I think I will stop here and yeah thank you can you, can you exit the, the presentation and show us the movies now uh, just okay show you show the movie one by one yeah. okay <laughs> One. I don't put them in order, I just open them one by one. Oh, yeah. They're all probably good. <laughs> <laughs> we'll watch them all. I want to see this, I want, I'd like to see the chiral current for sure. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Is this working? This is the bacteria right hand. Who uh, now be open? Oh, oh, right, right. Uh, oh, I, I do have, I do have. Oh no, you don't have anything. Oh, it's it's okay, it's okay. Shall I get another computer? Uh, well, some of the movies work, right? So just some of the movies will work. So it's everywhere. Well, does AVI, does that play with RealPlayer? You could choose the try RealPlayer. Real player. Oh, okay. Let me try. Uh, Control play. Did you show up in the manual? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you go like. Open this great player here. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you need a modem. Okay. Oh, uh, okay. Here, okay. I have a different player that plays everything. You have those on a on a on a stick. On a stick, yes. Okay. Where's your stick? Here. There you go. Somebody have a new adapter? I can get one. Okay, so this is you, right? Uh, yeah, I think both should work. <laughs>
you do your swarming experiments on a tall tower and watch dye go up to see if they're pumping it upward. <laughs> no, I'm just, I mean, the, the idea that they're pumping water out of the auger, you know, it's really intriguing. It'd be cool to try to do Oh, actually, when I, show when, that. you know, when I, you know, saw your presentation, I thought maybe there's also some flight of the movement inside this. They're, oh, really? Yeah, their genes are turned on at the bottom and at the edge. Right, right. And I know if I take those things and I, I turn up the temperature, they'll switch over to swarming motility. Uh -huh. So, um, yeah. But if, wow. the edge, if the edge of the colony is expanding, can I still do it on a tower? Yeah. Uh, you oh, actually, it's this swarm very fast. Yeah. I mean, you know, we use, we use this. Uh, 18 inch parity. Oh, yeah, yeah, because the swarm spreads very rapidly. Very rapidly. As I said, it's three, 3 micron per second. Yeah. Well, then, then you don't need a tower because uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it happens so fast. Like your, your, your whole measurement is maybe three hours or something like that? I thought I saw 12,000 seconds or something like that. For, for, the, for the movie or? Yeah, one of your things said it went up to 12,000 seconds, I thought. So that was. Probably, you know, yeah, you normally if when when you want to take a movie, probably you know, it's only tens of minutes, something like that. Oh, so you could put some some material in the auger, and if you could quantify how it moves out, you know, show that it's faster than diffusion, or show that it's, you know, the front moves like linearly with time, or something like that, then that'd be a direct demonstration. Or oh, something like your. Florence's bees. Yeah, just something to show that there's a that would directly directly demonstrate that the fluid is moving out of there in a way different than diffusively. You know. Uh, right. Anyway. But Tommy, in your case, was did you have an expanding front mm -hmm. in your tower? Yeah, yeah. It's just it, since ours grow much so much more slowly, it never reaches the edge. Okay. I mean, literally, like our tower is nothing more than a soda straw that we've sterilized. Yes. <laughs> oh. Yeah. It's not so much better to call the tower. Yeah. <laughs> Good trick. So in here, just uh, I'll show you. Just hit open. Transparent soda straw? Yeah, I went online and clear soda straw. Oh, we just leave it there and I one by one, right? Yeah, but only one can be open at one time. Okay, so so let's try to, try to, one? yes, yeah. let's try to open it. show up here, you know, if you look at 
this air bubble here is just picked up by the swarm. Going around and around. Right. Right. This is it's jiggling around, but there is a nice displacement. And, and compare, the, because the swarm move about three micron per second. Actually, if you calculate the speed of this air bubble, it's about 10 micron per second, three times faster. Is this doing a random walk, a biased random walk, or is uh, it uh, just uh, doing a random walk and then when it happens to get in a certain zone, it stays in that? Well, our idea is because actually the swarm fluid are moving from here mm -hmm. inside and which okay. carries the, the air bubble. And, and the organism again was Pseudomonas fluorescence? No, this is E. coli. It's just E. coli. Yes. It played very rapidly. But then does the fluid carry it all the way to the left? If I wait longer? No, no. If you wait longer, they will eventually reach about 100 micron away from the edge and stay there and then carry over by the oh. swarm. That's, that's the place you're calling the peak, right? It's right, the right. So they all right. accumulate. Right. That's why we assume actually okay. the water was pumped from the agar actually the center where the water was pumped well it goes back out to the to the edge on the right no no to the peak and then but you said it then it no say it again <laughs> okay so suppose this air bubble was peaked yeah by the swarm yeah. by that moment it's at the edge right yeah and and then sometimes it can jiggle in, inside and then it move further inside until it reach this area where it's about a hundred micron away from the edge. Okay. And some air bubbles, you know, when they reach, uh, when they were picked up and they jiggling around, and so they reach the region about three, 30 micron away from the edge, and they might go back okay. to the edge and eventually, you know, return to the to the outside swarm again. And some were jiggling around until they reach. Most of them, they will end up at this area uh, about 100 micron away from the edge. Can you speculate why that's happening? Do yeah, because that's actually that's my, my last slide. Uh, Let me try to open this. It works. Uh, I'm not familiar with this. Oh, so. Yes, I'm trying. No, not working. So let me open it from here. Oh, I have to. That's my, my last slide. No, this one. This one here. It's not really the last one. So that's our hypothesis because you have the air bubbles jiggling around and, oh no, actually they're jiggling around here and they end up here. And the air bubbles 
are here, and then they jiggle around here. And because you have the water flow here, and then the water or the fluid actually carry the air bubble and up here. And this water flow carry air bubble and up here. And that's what we believe. And because the water was pumped here, that's why you have this fluid movement there. Outside and they are rotating in this. But that's where the chirality comes from. The right, from the flight of rotation. Right. Right, but still, it's amazing. So, does that mean the ball is always going to be spinning in the same direction? Oh, I have no idea whether, <laughs> whether it's we spinning or not. Experiment, look for that. And the bacterial motions themselves, uh, several cell widths into the colony are chiral. So the bubbles are chiral, but it looks to me like the, the bacteria themselves are going around and around. Oh, we have, right, that's what I mentioned. It's a collective motion, actually. Right. So there's groups of bacteria moving around. And the group might fall apart, and the new group forms. Right, but you could calculate the, the vorticity field, uh -huh. the curl of the velocity field of the uh, bacteria, and that looks vaguely like it might have a sign, uh -huh. consistent with what you're seeing at the edge. I mean, it's, it's equivalent to the little air bubble that goes around and around in some sense. But actually, yes, you're, you're right. Yeah. Uh, could you maybe, inf if you know the vorticity in two dimensions, is there something you can, a statement you can make about the third direction, just based on conservation of volume or something? Because uh, it, it, it's hard. In, in this geometry, I think the vorticity vector will almost always point out of the plane. Uh, the, uh, so it's, it's a scalar, but it, it picks up this chirality. 
just thinking about the, the fact that the flow direction they're talking about, there's almost a, a, a vorticity that's come, that, that is coming out of the plane that, that you guys are speculating about, where there's uh, net fluid flow in one direction on the bottom, backward on the top, and this kind of cir circulation that's perpendicular to all this. And that's all I wonder is yeah. how this would relate to the if, you have, if you have a vortex, the vortex, vortex field, vorticity field coming out of the plane, and then yeah. it stops uh -huh. at the edge, then, then there'll be a, a net flow downward as a result. Huh. Okay. And then the, the, the fact that the beach ball moves down, so the idea is that their flagella all have a handedness. Of course, yeah. But does this imply then that they're all sticking the same end out? I mean, I guess that's the idea that, like, if, like, in order to, for this to happen, they all have to be oriented in more or less the same way. Well, actually, this is a dynamic process because you see the bacteria, they are, you know, basically passively pushed to the edge, and then you see the bacteria, the, the flagella, wiped out and then rotate, and then might be, you know, by some chance, and then they get into the swarm again, and another bacteria replace it. Sure. So this is a dynamic process. If I could make a comment, uh, this is your E. coli. Right, yes. E. coli are polytrichous, which means there are many flagella, and the flagella are not polar. They're located all over the surface. The yes. surface. Yes. So they can sweep in any direction because they have a hook the flagellar filament has a universal joint called the hook. And basically, uh, no matter where the flagellum is on the surface, it can be swept uh, to the front of the bacterium, whatever you call the front, uh -huh. to the back of the bacterium, uh -huh. to the side of the back, in any direction. So exactly. there's, no there's no need to orient the cell body to orient the flagella. The huh. flagella can orient independently. Exactly. But when they make a bundle, there's a definite chirality. Right, but uh, okay. is another issue. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Oh, actually, because oh yeah, maybe we can go to that. Maybe we can go to that movie. Actually, okay. if you look at the flagella bundle inside the swarm, it's uh, not as tight as the bacteria swimming. Okay. Is that the Linda Turner movie? Yes. You know, when they swarm in, in the, when they swim in the swarm, 
it's quite a lot. How, how big is the cell body? Because it's two micron. Com well, compared to the flagella. Uh, flagella normally about eight micron. So four cell length. So 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 the whole thing stretched out. About ten micron. Ten microns. That's funny. I mean, that's almost like the size of those little swirls. I would I would have said it's about ten cells that you know that are making your little vortex. I wonder if that's just setting the length scale for like sort of a collective swirl is the, the entire thing. So and how fast do you swim? Uh, 25 micron on average per second. Per second. Yeah. So, so they're ten, 10 micron long. Yes. So there's a, some interesting experiments by Ashwell Ben Jacob where he looks at the chiral growth patterns uh, of bacteria, which make snowflake, vaguely snowflake-like things, which spiral. Mm -hmm. And when he buries them and repeats the experiment buried in agar in a layer at some constant distance below mm -hmm. the, uh, the surface, the chirality goes away. And, and it, 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 it makes sense from a symmetry point of view, but it might be relevant here. Mm -hmm. So you have a direction associated with the advance of the front. That's an arrow. You have a direction out of the, out of the agar. And with a chiral object, then the third direction is determined. That, that will be the direction of your flow. And I wondered if you could find a way to repeat this buried below the surface so you get rid of that uh, direction uh, if this uh, might go in a, a different, uh, might stop, the flow might uh, go down to zero or become very small. How, how can I do that? Well, have a soft slab in which they're going to swim. Have a hard slab, a soft slab in which they'll live and swim happily, and then a hard slab on top. And with this, now locally, you can't detect gravity, so there's no direction there to excellent approximation. Up looks the same as down, and I wonder if the flow might go away under those circumstances. Well, actually, one lambda exists when we shape for the PSDM, I believe, membrane on the surface because you know otherwise we wouldn't be able to do Florence. But, one, but it, unless it, it has to be symmetrical, you have a different a different material on top and bottom. Then you again you break a, a, a directional symmetry, and you have this, the front is one arrow, there's another arrow, and it's either a right or left-handed coordinate system coming from the flagella. So you, you need you you want you still have a flow. Of I see. Okay. Uh, it's just a symmetry of the, uh, can you explain a little more what we're seeing here? Because uh, I'm confused a little. <laughs> uh, this is the bundle is very loose here. Right. What what is the explanation for that, if there is one? Is this published? By the way, was this published? This is published. By in 2010 uh, or something. Uh, this is PNAS. No, this is uh, a J what? General Oh, General Okay. So, basically, no, I don't think they do. I mean, this paper, explanation for this. But, uh, so, what they wanted to show here is you have different bacteria because here are actually two kinds of color. I see. One is green, one is red, but it didn't show very well here. And, and 
So basically you can see bacteria, different bacteria because they are labeled differently and then they might bump on each other and change the direction. The species? No, it's the same. Oh, actually, all these bacteria are taken from the same swarm and they are stained and they are put back to the swarm again. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is a stain, not a, not, not a, uh, not expressed. For some reason. No, no. This is you. Uh, no, this is a Florence's stain. Oh, no kidding. What's the stain? Sorry. What kind of stain is this? Stain. Oh, this stain is just the. the it's just uh, what's that? Uh, but here the point is, uh, Linda changed the one amino acid in the flagella protein because the bacterial flight doesn't contain serine. So she put in a serine residue here yes. and then she can use dyes, you know, which can link to the to the serine. Yeah. But she did that by genetic means, changing the Right, right, okay. right. Change one one amino acid there. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. And the kind of ghosts were is it, it's almost like you can see ghosts of the rest of them, kind of. <laughs> yeah. yeah, because some are out of focus, right? Right. Oh, maybe I thought it was maybe autofluorescence off of the ones that aren't dying. Oh, actually, there is a lot, of, the majority of the bacteria in this swarm are not stand. Yeah. So because you don't disturb them, right? You just take some bacteria out and stand it and then put it back. Well, we also have this kind of collective movement here. Oh, I know it why. I, I didn't push hard enough. Sorry. <laughs> hit Apple O. Don't click in that window. Okay. Just hit Apple O. Um, I think I, sh I want to open this one. Don't click in the window. Latil one. No. This <laughs> Age by identity. I'm, I'm looking for a right movie here. Age by identity. Peak by identity. Probably you want to have a look on this. Don't look in the window. Which one? Peak by identity. Yeah. So this shows you the collective movement. Actually, the bacteria are moving as a group, they are not really move as individuals. So how is it generated? Well, this is a computer algorithm you can download from the Roland Institute website. And Nico wrote that algorithm and posted it there. So basically you identify each bacteria and trace the history. Automatically? Yeah. Yeah, when I look at that, you kind of have to defocus your eyes to like pick a group. But yeah, like maybe not even ten cells. I don't know. I what what do the colors represent? Oh, uh, identity. So oh, just identity. Just identity. Uh huh. Yeah, like if you were to draw the flagella hanging off of each one of those, it would be super long. It, right. Right. So the cell and its flagella is longer than the group right. that is uh, moving as a unit. Yeah. Hmm. Which means that the flagella have to wrap around multiple cells. Yeah. Right? 
which is possible because the wavelength of the helical turns in the flagella are fit with the cell body length in a, in a huh. natural way, more or less. Maybe they're loose because there's another cell in between, right in the middle. Maybe, yeah. I mean, there could be problems with that also, right? You have like a ties? I don't. I've never seen that. But. Seen what? Some getting knots. knots you get a knot in a flagellum. They're pretty. Oh, okay. They're pretty. Oh, semi-rided. Yeah. Actually, you can pull them and to an extended form, but you, you need a quite strong force. Yeah. pushed by the others. And those are the bacteria where they are flagella, you know, extended outside and pumps of outer water. But if you took them and put them into the peak zone, they will swim, behave the same. So how do they know where they are? <laughs> well, I guess there's no moisture outside, right? So that's mm -hmm. not why they're stuck. Uh, yeah, at least they can't swim there, right? So they're just waving their flagella in the empty air. Yeah. So if you provide uniform moisture? Oh, actually we do provide uniform moisture. Okay. So the, the entire plate is saturated. Yeah, but at the edge, they're a little dried out, right? But the, at the edge, you don't have fluid. Mm -hmm. So only inside the swarm, there's a fluid. So if you could provide fluid to the edge? Right, this bacteria pump the fluid out and to wait the upper surface. Right, yeah. but if they didn't have to do that because you provided fluid at the edge that already wet the surface. And then they simply swim uh, like a normal bacteria. I and see, and they forget the swarming situation. Right, right, yeah. Is there another movie you want to show? Yeah, or? Uh, I think, yeah, more or less. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Let's thank Leon. Yeah. Yeah.